Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and three movies up for review this week. They're actually all out on streaming. There's Turning Red on Disney+, The Adam Project on Netflix, and Fresh on Hulu. First up is Turning Red, which is the new film from Pixar Animation Studios. It comes from director Domi Shi, who did the short Bao, and sometimes a film comes along that you are so excited for, and you're almost afraid to watch it because if it disappoints you, you're going to be heartbroken. And I feel like Turning Red was going to be that film for me. You know, I'm about the same age as the director. I come from an Asian family. You know, I grew up in the same time period. Like, just watching the trailers, I was like, oh, goodness gracious, if this isn't amazing, I will cry because I don't get to see myself reflected on screen that often in that sense, right? And and this is so specifically and so close to my experience. I was like, oh, wow, that's, what are the odds? And, you know, I want to be very clear, if you've been following the review discourse, you know, somebody said, oh, well, I'm not the target audience for this. It doesn't matter. If a movie is great and a movie is specific, anyone can enjoy it. That doesn't mean it was made for you. But I think the thing I love about Turning Red, and just to be clear, Turning Red absolutely met and exceeded my expectations. You know, the thing about Turning Red is Domi was just willing to mine her own life and get specific about her experiences and just put them out there. And I absolutely loved it because if you don't do that, you're just sort of trying to make, what, a four-quadrant film that is a marketing machine. And to quote Roger Ebert, Movies made for everybody are actually movies made for nobody in particular. Movies about specific characters in a detailed world are spellbinding because they make no attempt to cater to us. They are defiantly, triumphantly themselves. And Turning Red is the absolute embodiment of that, right? Like, I think the protagonist, right, Maylin Lee, she's a 13-year-old girl growing up in Toronto. She is so herself. In fact, one of the things I love the most about this movie is her self-confidence because I don't feel like we get to see young female protagonists who are self-assured and just like know who they are early on and, and just have a great group of friends and all these things. And I love, especially personally, that, you know, she's Asian, but there are so many things that you can relate to in this movie, right? You know, there's the entire journey of growing up and going through puberty, which a lot of people watching this movie will have done. If you've made it to adulthood, you went through puberty. And I'm going to go ahead and guess it was maybe awkward at some points. Show me somebody who didn't have an awkward puberty and I will show you a liar. Then there's also complicated relationships with friends and family and balancing dynamics. And it doesn't matter what your culture is, chances are that there are constraints that you had to sort of be aware of and cater to growing up or still have to cater to today. There's also the whole love of music aspect and just, you know, going through school and dealing with antagonists. It's, ah, there are so many things wrapped up into this movie, but because it is all being filtered through one specific, well-rounded, real feeling protagonist, it does it so well. And I, I, it was an absolute treat to watch. I also just absolutely love that we got a young female protagonist, you know, again, for me, it's a bonus that she's Asian, but I think it's going to be such a great film for so many young girls and women out there to see themselves reflected. And also, you know, not to go too much into detail, but we don't talk about some of the uh, nitty gritty specifics of what it's like to go through puberty as a woman. And the fact that a Pixar film addressed it made me so happy and did it with humor, but also some seriousness and captured the embarrassment for some people and just... I'm so happy that they made this movie and I'm so happy that this movie exists for young audiences and then for, you know, nostalgic audiences and for adults, like older adults, maybe to help connect to younger. There's so much, there's so much in this film. And, you know, I got to say when I review a movie and I, no movie is perfect, 
But when I give a perfect score, it's because I can't think of a reason for you not to see this film. And Turning Red, there's no reason not to see this film. It's emotional. It's funny. The animation is super fun and stylized. You know, it's something that we haven't seen from Pixar in an animated feature before. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, influences from Japanese animation and, you know, some Tex Avery stuff in there. Uh, the music is great it's Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell and again I I know I keep saying it but the specificity of it is just what makes this film sing so turning red five out of five it's on Disney plus please watch it as soon as you can Rewatch it show it to everyone it's just such a delightful film I'm gonna take a quick break and be right back and I'm back. Next up is a film called The Adam Project. It's from Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy who did Free Guy and it's out on Netflix. And if we do want to talk about audiences or who the writers were sort of thinking of or, or trying to represent or were they telling their own stories, you know, this one gets a little muddier. So the premise is that Ryan Reynolds is sort of from the future and comes back in time and ends up running into his 12-year-old self and they have to save the future, basically. It's also got Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner, Katherine Keener and Zoe Saldana and Ryan Reynolds who I love I've said it so many times but Ryan Reynolds is playing the more mean version of his sort of persona that he's established that we see on screen a fair amount you know I think in Free Guy we got a more a, a strangely like pleasant version of that even though he was in very extreme circumstances but here he's back to that sort of sarcastic meaner version which is why I was a little taken aback where I was like what age range is this film for because it felt like it wanted to be sort of I don't think Goonies-esque, but thinking about the formative films of your youth and you probably watch them a little too young, but then they become like this super cool thing. I felt like this movie wanted to be something like that or like Back to the Future. I mean, obviously the time travel thing, Back to the Future is a great example, but I, ugh, I'm i getting a little tired of that Ryan Reynolds persona because I know he's a good actor and I know he can do things outside of that, but because it's so marketable now, you know, they just ask him to do it. And then they also have him do it with the sort of muzzle of being PG-13. I feel like this movie secretly wanted to be like a Deadpool-esque movie. And that way it would have been the super cool underground film that you watch with your parents and like not giving you permission at a sleepover or something like that. But it kept to the PG-13 rating. So it's it felt neutered in that sense. However, I will say that the sort of redemptive part of this film was watching the younger version of himself try to act like that Ryan Reynolds. So Walker Scobell plays young Adam and the two of them together, you know, it was, a, it was it's pretty impressive. Like credit to Walker Scobell for being Ryan Reynolds-esque. And I, it was very strange because, you know, he's, he's very mean to his younger self. And I was like, Again, how young do you want the audience to be? Because the sci-fi is messed up. Like, time travel is so hard to do, and this certainly did not solve for it. So at a certain point, you know, it makes me angry as an audience viewer. I don't know about the rest of the world, so I'm not going to necessarily penalize it too much on that. It definitely tries. But the dynamics between everyone in this was... was I don't, violent is not the word, but it, it was very aggressive. So like Mark Ruffalo plays Adam's dad and small spoiler, but not because it's in the trailers. Like, you know, there's a convergence of too many people from too many conflated timelines. And there's a, there's a lot of tension between Mark Ruffalo and old Adam. And I was like, I'm surprised to see this in a film that has a young protagonist, right? That doesn't mean it's for young audiences, I guess. But, you know, I, I was just, but, but actually, again, that part felt slightly more authentic because... Not every relationship with parents is lovey-dovey and etc. There are tensions, as you will see in Turning Red as well. And then, you know, Jennifer Garner plays his mom, which, yeah, it's always fun to have a Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, 13 going on 30 reunion. Catherine Keener is 
the bad guy. Sorry, spoiler, but not because, again, trailers. I don't know what she's doing here because Catherine Keener, spectacular actress, also a constant Mark Ruffalo collaborator. I don't, this was so underutilized in this or shouldn't have been her. I don't, I don't know what happened there. And then Zoe Saldana is in it for a bit and she's fine. Everyone is committed to their roles. I will give them that. The roles just don't live up to what the potential of this film could have been. The special effects are, they're fine. You know, they're nothing to write home about. You can tell that they spent money on it, but it, it didn't feel elevated necessarily. But I don't know if you expect that from a Netflix original film, which is a sad thing to say at this point. But, but when it comes down to the relationships between the characters, I did feel like there were some genuine moments that got touched upon. But it comes so late in the film that I could see it being challenging, especially for a slightly younger audience to get to those points. As I said, the action and the, the visual effects are fine, and I think that's what would hook a younger audience. But by the time you get to the more emotional core of it, I could see some people zoning out. I was relatively entertained the whole time, but I also had zero expectations going into this. Because it's on Netflix and because it's streaming, I think it's a fine watch. You know, I don't think it will become the back to the future for a future generation, but I think it's a fine thing to put on on a Friday night. So I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. And then finally, I have a film called Fresh, and I'm just going to be very honest here. I watched this film sort of by accident. I watched it during Sundance, and I got a ticket to it not knowing that it was a horror movie because I just saw that Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People and Sebastian Stan were in it. I went, great, cool, that sounds good, I'm in. I am not good with horror movies. I'm very squeamish, I'm very afraid of things, so I don't have a great base level of knowledge to compare this to. However, I still watched it, and I... I for the most part, I would say I enjoy it. So the premise is Daisy Edgar Jones' character meets Sebastian Stan's character at a grocery store. You know, the, the they start dating. Um, I, I Very early on in the film, I was like, oh, this film is written and directed, etc. by women for sure. Because the way that they handle Daisy Edgar Jones, just like you see her swiping through Tinder or some Tinder equivalent and getting messages and stuff like that. You know, I was like, oh, they got this exactly right. Like, they got the experience of being on a, a modern dater from a woman's perspective so very right. Which is why the rest of the movie is horrifying because as if the idea of dating post-pandemic wasn't scary enough for single women. <laughs> you know, uh, spoilers, but not because they make it pretty clear. Um, Steve is not a good guy. Steve is Sebastian Stan's character's name. I'm just reading off my notes. And... And then the rest of the concept of the movie ensues. And that's where I sort of got a little bit lost because then it starts to get into the more sort of horror thriller mystery stuff that uh, is not my cup of tea personally, but I could also see it being, you know, a, a overall, I do think the film is an interesting female perspective on the horror film. I like that the women are relatively well-rounded. I like that there are actually strong relationships between women in it. Uh, Sebastian Stan, to his credit, plays a psychopath pretty well. Like, I... I I give him credit as a charming psychopath. I also, apparently looking back at my notes, have to give this film credit for the sound design where it's so upsetting, which uh, I feel like you might be able to put together how that comes into play. But I found the film satisfying but not satisfying at the same time, which is not a bad thing necessarily, but I think partially for me because I don't have a lot to compare this to. You know, I've seen some of the major horror films or some recent ones or like all the Jordan Peele stuff, which it's very hard for me to watch, but at least the Jordan Peele stuff has sort of a message usually or a theme in it. And I do like that the theme in this one is exploring the horrors of being a woman, basically, you know, uh, and, and this is the dark, dark, sad, sad version of, you know, turning red in the future. Not actually, they're not related. Please don't compare them but but you know I I think if you watch the trailer and you're fine with horror movies and not super squeamish 
this could be a good film for you, especially because like the other films this week, it's out on streaming. You know, I do feel like there's a lower barrier to entry. If you watch the trailers and you're like, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to be like, this is the one to convert you. If you were on the fence and you do like horror and this genre, etc., I will I will nudge you actually in the direction of watch. Again, just because low-hanging fruit, it's there, it's available to you. I'm going to give Fresh 3.3 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.